solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Uh, welcome to another episode. I'm Molly, and I'm Alex, and this, this is, is Potter Watch. You know it's going to be a good episode when we start off in these accents. It's a um, lovely accent that we're doing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it's absolutely smashing, darling. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Mate. Shall we chug along? Shall we keep going? <laughs> I don't know what accent that changed into. <laughs> I think maybe that's a good that's a good place to end I think yeah because this is a this is a pretty um serious two eyes chapter it's chapter 27 the lightning struck tower you know I have to say Wally in the midst of my sadness I did find some some comedic moments I made I made some jokes maybe they're the wrong kinds of jokes we'll see I think I was I was really trying to stop myself from crying and then I I shed some tear anyway. So um I kept myself like busy while doing my notes so I did not get like emotionally attached. I was well, my attached. Notes are kind of dark, I feel like. My emotions were attached. <laughs> um I didn't hold back on my um rename or my haiku. So, oh, good. Glad, <laughs> excited to hear that. I'm glad to hear your emotions are fully intact because <laughs> I'm going to break them. <laughs> um, All right, go on. So, I renamed this chapter, chapter 27, Last Act of Mercy. Boom, boom, boom. Rude, man. It's pretty rude. Hurts a little bit, actually. If I have to be honest. Yeah, but it's apt, isn't it? <laughs> Tiz. <laughs> what did you rename it? I renamed it A Powerful Exchange. Got a little bit of a dual meaning there. If you can catch my drift. It's a it's a bit powerful, isn't it? <laughs> Drink every time I say in it during this um <laughs> unless you're driving. Sip on that sweet, sweet water. Uh, Hydrate to buy what to drink, but <laughs> um a uh yeah, you know. You got a little bit of the wand exchange power, and then you've got a sweet convo between big D and little D. Yeah. Um, it's a great, it's a great chapter. It's a great chapter. Love it. Absolutely adore it. I mean, as far as like death scenes go, this one's pretty, like, it's just kind of, looking back like kind of nice that we have this whole chapter like we're serious it's like over and no, like no I completely agree I mean it, he gets a powerful send-off like he is he has his wits about him and he is 
in command of the situation at all times. Like he goes out strong. For sure. And it's very like appropriate to the character we've had yes. this whole time. Yeah, it's a sure. really fantastic death, even though, I mean, it's devastating, but it's like, it, it's, a, it's a death that he deserves for sure. Um, but so what does happen in this chapter? Oh, you want me to sum it up in a five, seven, five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think people know based on what we've been saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's going to happen in this chapter? <laughs> um. <clears throat> a serpent cursed sky, a mind changed when out of time, a scream as he dies. Oh, that's so good. That's better than mine. No, it's mine. No, it's very similar, but I just really like the the diction, your diction, your word usage. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, dark mark in the sky. Ooh, innocence seen through the lie. Albus begs to die. I love yours too. Okay, your middle line is actually gorgeous. Hit me with that one one more time innocence seen through the lie oh that's good that gave me chills also your last slide also (laughs) hit a little too close to home well I had it as left to die but I was like that's not really appropriate um so I had to change it Mm. so it's a light episode I think this week everyone isn't it prepare for your giggles should we jump into the pensieve? We should jump into the, the pensieve. Dumbledore's last memory. Oh my god. Okay, that kind of worked really well though. Yeah, I know. It's really good. But come on. Come on, man. Keep it. My together. first cue of many. <laughs> Would Dumbledore have survived if he was like, don't call Snape? to kill me not not I'm not talking about the Malfoy stuff I just mean like when they first arrived back he's like obviously not doing well was he like going to die basically of natural causes I think that night you think I think so because of the hinge or I think it's a mixture of both like I think he was already rough like his health was impaired because of the hand right I don't think the potion helped and I think Dumbledore is not the kind of person that wants to be like like actually I changed my answer I don't think he would die that night but I don't think he would be like the same like I don't think he would be as strong or as powerful and Dumbledore does not seem like the kind of person that wants to be nursed in his old age right yeah I agree. I think it would have been like a drawn out like couple of months, like basically like hospice level. Yeah. He's like, no, no, he knows he, this is time. But if he didn't have the prior condition of the hand, then I think he would have been able to come back from this maybe, but he's also already really old. The, and it, you have to remember it kills uh regulus like regulus dies but regulus only dies because he gets in theory right i i guess maybe it just makes him that weak 
I think he like kind of sacrifices himself. You think? You don't think he tries to fight? No. I think it was like a a murder or like a or like a suicide. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Also, like he wanted creature to get out, and so he like stayed. Right. That's what I thought is like a sacrifice. It's not like a a suicide. Sacrifice suicide thing. Well, like, I well, the only difference is that, like, if he could have survived, he would have. But you don't think he wanted to. I think he intended to die doing that. Okay. Okay. Wow. Because I think he knew he was going to die anyway for betraying Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. I, I think it was, it was all of the above. I see, I see. Um, I do think ultimately it was a sacrifice. Like, I don't mean to undo what he did, but. Yeah. Um. I think there was some intention, I guess, behind it. Yeah. Um, but, like, Creature survived doing it. Yeah. I mean, Creature's going to outlive everyone in this book, I think. <laughs> Yikes. I just mean, like, he's... Who God knows how old, and... Is like fine by the end yeah. of the seven. I mean, elf magic Presumably. is different, but yeah, I think you're right. I think Dumbledore might have survived without the. I without mean, the he's like 150 or something. We mm-hmm. established so, like, maybe not. Like, and he was already weakened by the fight with Baltimore. Like, there's a lot of contributing factors. Yeah, he's an old, an old dude, for sure. I was just thinking about, could it have gone differently? I guess. I was thinking about a lot of that with a lot of things in this chapter. Could it have been different? For Draco, for sure. (laughs) I'm so upset. (laughs) Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm proud of Harry. Look at you with apparating. Look at you with the quick thinking. Good job, Harry. Good job, dragon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well done dragon <laughs> um my next note is a little bit of a joke <laughs> also as inspired by my life right now <laughs> when Dumbledore's like that potion <laughs> wasn't health drink <laughs> I was like Dumbledore's like that potion was not a green juice Harry did not help it's like drinking that wheatgrass shit. <laughs> Would not recommend. Although that is supposed to be a health. That's good for you. Allegedly. I think that's some bullshit. I'm just going to say. I think it's like drinking like bottom shelf liquor times 10. <laughs> it's oh, what Dumbledore <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Mixed with like a bad acid trip. I don't know. That's Yeah, like a laced jungle juice. Mm-hmm. Woof. That's what I happened. Have, Voldemort didn't actually create that potion. He just went to like a sketchy frat party and dumped the contents into the pool. <laughs> Called it a day. Do you have a good transition now? Because I have like a not happy one next. Oh no. Th- that's my last joke for a while. Because I like did my notes and then I like went back and I was like, I feel like I didn't touch on some of the things I wanted to talk about. So then I like wrote more notes. But so like this note is like kind of an ender, but also it comes here at this moment. 
Okay. I just wanted to like out. I'll just say it now. I don't. I don't care about say it uh, out loud. <laughs> I just wanted to kind of outline Dumbledore's like last moments because I think he has some. And we just talked about this like mm-hmm. briefly. Mm-hmm. Like he has some really powerful things that he chooses to do in this like chapter, basically. Mm-hmm. Like he like his first instinct is like protection. Like I'm at the part where he sees the dark mark. So if you have notes before that, feel free. I'm to- at the dark mark too. Yeah. So like first instinct, dark mark, I need to protect my school and my students and my staff. So like that immediately like brings energy to him. And then like later he shows like humility in his last moments with like Malfoy. And then again with the Death Eaters. And then he does protection again with both Harry and Draco. Like it's just like, I think that these moments like kind of define who Dumbledore is to me, like despite now I'm getting emotional <laughs> despite like all of the other things that happen around Dumbledore. Like, I think these are the most important things and like really define who he is to his core. Cause that's been hard to like pinpoint during this read through, like what house does Dumbledore really belong in? And like, what defines him as like a person in this, like, or a character in this like journey for Harry. And I think like the protection thing is like kind of like the number one thing even though we talk about this like lamb to slaughter thing like I truly don't believe it like I not like I don't believe it but like I think this trumps it like the protection thing I guess I agree I completely agree so I know I'm like jumping the gun a lot but like I just wanted to like kind of hey mother superior do what you gotta do and like we'll be like we'll be looking out for all of those moments yes (laughs) yeah I have noted some of those moments yeah but um yeah, just a great way to sum- summarize exactly yeah. how I felt about those together. And the humility, which I think kind of gets overlooked because he is a really like kind of egotistical man, mm-hmm. but like he does have a lot of humility for yeah. being as brilliant as he is, I guess. Yeah. Whew. Ooh, All right. Okay. Let's go. Moving right along. Um, imagine the dark mark being there when you return. It's some scary shit. I mean, after you just, like, think you're safe. Yeah, you're so happy. You've, like, accomplished what you wanted to accomplish. And then, you know? You operated like a like a big boy. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Pardon me. That we wanted levity. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, it's just... And, like, then, of course, Harry goes into who have I hurt this time? Yeah. Like, the guilt and the... Harry, you haven't hurt anyone. Honestly, you were right. You warned Dumbledore, and he didn't listen to you. So you shouldn't have guilt. Yeah. Absolved by Alex Reeves. Here is sincerely signed by the Potter Watch podcast. You were absolved of all guilt pertaining to this night on the tower and this night of the retrieving of the false necklace? Well, I think he doesn't ultimately have that guilt because like the, it was not a real. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he blames himself for Dumbledore at all. No. Which is good. Like, I don't think he should. Yeah. Madam Rose Murta. I feel bad for her. Me too. 
It's like in um, the first Avengers and Hawkeye is not really Hawkeye the whole movie because he's under Loki's control. It's a naughty boy Loki, just like my boyfriend. Same thing. Same story. Exactly. That Rose murder is Hawkeye. (laughs) Draco is Loki. Loki. (laughs) That one fits a little better. Loki does love his... Uh, emerald greens he's a slytherin for sure <laughs> for sure I, I don't think there was any just that he likes that. green <laughs> he's just repping his house it's like a super slytherin aesthetic i have a low-key bow that sometimes i wear but and people might think it's a slytherin bow but Wow. Low key. Oh, it's, well. low, it's low key. It's low key. Low key. Low key. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. What? Oh, why couldn't Rose murder appar- like uh, summon the brooms? Dumbledore's like Harry will do. <laughs> I don't know. I guess because she was like literally going to walk back and get Yeah, them. but why was she going to walk there? I mean, <laughs> she's cursed, so. Dumbledore was like, Harry can do it. Harry? <laughs> I guess because he only trusts Harry in this moment, even yeah. though he doesn't know about Rosmerta. It's just like, Harry, fetch me my cauldron. I know, it just feels very much like Harry, Jeeves, don't worry, don't worry. Let the help do it. Harry. <laughs> Hokey. Has. I lo- I always, this like moment or this scene of them on the brooms and Dumbledore undoing the curses is like, it really like sticks out and is like very memorable to, memorable to me. I don't really have a note about it other than that. Like I just, I think about this moment a lot, I guess. Like them going through and him like undoing all of those spells while they're flying through it. Yeah. It's just like powerful. Um, yeah, the, this this scene... I mean, that and, like, the whole battle were things I was so excited to get in the sixth movie. And I was so annoyed when it wasn't there because we don't get to see a lot of the battle. So it's like, I was like, yes, it's a movie. We'll be able to see what happened. We'll be able to see Ginny and uh, Bill and everybody fighting. And we don't. I don't remember being that disappointed, not getting that, I guess, in the movie. Um, But I don't think I was, like, thinking about it either. I was definitely annoyed. Like, I liked the sixth movie a lot, but I... But I remember being like, oh, I wish I had got, because it was just something that we don't get to see in the book. So I was like, we have the perfect opportunity to get it. Yeah, but I think that must be why I didn't think about it because we don't mm-hmm. see it in the book. So it wasn't even like, I don't know. I, I feel like I didn't have a lot of preconceived notions about the movies like before I would go see them. Like I, I wasn't see. thinking about like, oh, I hope they do this. Mm-hmm. or whatever like I was just always anticipating that the movies would be exactly like the books <laughs> huh. you're just really setting yourself up for disappointment there 
I think I was always planning on enjoying the movies no matter what. Also, yeah. like I was just yeah. excited to see the movies. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just didn't think I think I thought that much. It wasn't that cerebral back then. Now, now look at me <laughs> using words like cerebral. cerebral. <laughs> uh, all right being immobilized and having to watch this is horrible I will repeat this same note later obviously but I couldn't help myself but write it this early when it happens because my whole body just went <gasps> your whole body went immobilous yeah it's terrible. It's literally terrible. Like it's kind of cruel of Dumbledore, but it's also like, what else? Like it was the only thing he could do because yeah. you know Harry would have fucked things up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not like, oh, like Harry would have died if Harry wasn't immobilized. Yeah. One way or the other, Draco would have died because Harry would have attacked Draco. Draco wouldn't have been able to attack Dumbledore. So either Voldemort was going to kill him or Harry was going to kill him. It was going to get real messy. It's going to be real messy. Yeah. Um, so it was a good call on Big D. Unfortunate, though. Really hard. Really rough. And I never really connected this moment that he uses Expelliarmus, like Harry's special spell. Like, I just never really thought about it. Like, Harry's that special spell. Like, Expelliarmus does some shit in these books. <laughs> Expelliarmus is the shit, okay? Do not underestimate Expelliarmus. It is changing the game in magic. <laughs> <laughs> thank god for Lockhart is all I gotta say stop it <laughs> actually it was really Snape but yeah it's it's our old Snapey boy but also Lockhart Gilderoy Gildy Bildy he was there <laughs> and so is JFF <laughs> Justin Finch Fletch <laughs> My boy! I'm just kidding. I hate Justin Finch Fletchley. We know. Um, okay. Draco, I'm so stressed. But then Dumbledore starts out so strong with his good evening, Draco. And then, it, like, can you imagine the first time you ever read that or heard that? Like, just so iconic. You're like, oh! <gasps> gasp moment i'm sure i was like oh my god harry was right yeah i know i was like that because <laughs> i also know that i wasn't anticipating draco coming through that door i was expecting big voldy b i don't think i was expecting voldemort for some reason but maybe i think so just because of I think I was just because of like the dark mark and like who else would it be? Yeah, maybe I was. But, but like when Draco shows up, you're like, ah, shit. Things are happening. <laughs> like you bad boy, you naughty you boy. Naughty boy. You have been quite bad, Draco. A little but bit irredeemable, but 
we sure try and work hard for you and fan fiction to make it so. Damn, this whole conversation though. This whole conversation is just so good. Like I am going to remove my love for Draco. Just, I'm going to quickly separate it from my body. Is that and then possible? I, I've, I've done it. Okay, it's gone. Who is that? That racist boy? Don't like him. Um, I removed it from my body to say that separate for, from that, um, this dialogue is so well written. It's just good writing. This is why, it, like, it's just a good scene. No matter who was in this scene, it would still be a really good scene. Oh. It's good for Dumbledore. It's good for Draco, that person that I'm indifferent about right now. And um, it's, and then like Harry just sitting there having to watch. It's just such a like, it's a, tor- it's classic Greek drama. It's just torturous. But it's during, so good. during this whole part, like until the very end, honestly, I forget that we're in Harry's perspective. Like I, I forgot that Harry was even there. I'm just thinking about us being like literally a fly on the wall for this conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even thinking about it like through Harry, which is, I think a really great tool that she who must not be named used here because it, I we agree. don't want it to be about Harry right now. I agree. I agree. I agree. I, Which I didn't think about Harry. it until you just said it. Like you just said it. Um, yeah. Me think about I, um, I'm putting back on I, my, I love Draco hat. It's, it's so revealing for him as a character. And which is why another reason why I think I like this scene so much is that it just goes into his psyche in a way that, we haven't really before other than like maybe the moaning myrtle in the bathroom scene right and um and also it's just written like a play like all of the power is in the dialogue yeah but you can also like see it like Dumbledore slumped on the ground like like him continuing to slide oh it's just so good and like him sliding down but his like he's still so powerful like he is literally crumbling and he still has all of the power in that scene and you can just picture like draco pacing across the stage like with his shaky wand hands like yeah you're right it is such a staged looking scene um i um I, I I guess a kind of a funny note here. I I think it's funny that Draco doesn't question like why Dumbledore's in the state he is. Presumably Draco thinks he just went for a drink. And, I, and it's like, damn Dumbledore, like you got lit. <laughs> That's so true. Like he doesn't even, I mean, obviously he's got a lot on his mind, but like he doesn't mind. question at all. Like why Dumbledore is like, like ashen on the ground <laughs> like already like does he think he has that effect yeah <laughs> maybe he thinks that happened because of his expelliarmus <laughs> he's like he's so scared of me like he can't oh. even stand up oh draco you fool <laughs> you beautiful <laughs> like fool. The the duck excuse me the Dugdale Dimidome home with the Dimidome <laughs> the Death Eaters like kind of mention it but they're like you're just old and senile as ever I'm like is nobody realizing that this is not normal and you guys aren't that powerful okay but 
given what's happening in the US right now, I'm gonna use some exemplage. Voldemort operates in a similar way that Trump does with his like followers where he'll just say something and then you blindly believe it. And so they, Voldemort's probably spewing that tripe that Dumbledore is an old senile man that can be killed, you know, no matter, so people don't fear him. He wants to be the, the, the most feared, the best wizard, just, you know, like the same yeah. way, <laughs> the same way a lot of lies have been spewed in the past couple days. Um, That's an excellent point. Yeah. You know, like they just blindly believe him. So that's the narrative that they've been told. So they're like, oh yeah, like that, that fits with this image. Dumby. Dumby. <laughs> um, um, very clever, Draco. Well done. You should be proud of yourself. Imagine what you could do with that brain if you used it for good. <laughs> that's my note to Draco. <laughs> sure. With love. <laughs> Signed by Potter Watch. Too much love, perhaps. I mean, it, it was a lot of sarcasm, the bit about being well done. Like, he, I'm, like, annoyed at him because he's, like, a little bit proud of himself. And I'm, like, you do not get to be proud of yourself right now. You right. behave badly. And you're realizing it far too late. Correct. Um. It, it, this is one of the obviously the humbling moments for Dumbledore he's like actually like quite shocked by how much Draco has done under his nose and is giving yeah. him like the props for it like yeah wow, you did all of that and I did not know you did beat me on a, a little bit so and sorry. I underestimated you like I think it's really humbling mm -hmm. it's good for us to hear that too because wow was I am just so mad that he doesn't listen to Harry sooner because Harry was right well it's not even like he thought Harry was wrong yeah it was he just really underestimated but but Harry said that you were underestimating him yeah and well we said that for Harry I don't oh, yeah. I mean you know what I mean yeah um I am... I'm at some Snape stuff. Like, still with Draco, but, like, when they're talking about Snape. Mm. Are you before the coin stuff in Hermione? Yeah, I'm right before that. All right, yeah, you go. Um, the more uh, Big D, like, trusts Snape and is like, well, I we're gonna have to agree to disagree on Snape being a double agent. Um, it's just, like, a bigger blow for me and for Harry, what's about to happen. Um, it, it honestly is a little bit shocking to me that Dumbledore, like, pushes it this far because you would, like, Draco isn't gonna die. Like, if he believed you right now, Dumbledore, this would be bad. <laughs> you blow on Snape's cover. I think, yeah, I thought that too. And then I just thought, like, maybe Dumbledore's thinking his end game. <laughs> I've been watching Queen's Gambit. Mm -hmm. um, his end game is get Draco convinced to come over here and he'll trust Snape doubly because he'll know that Snape's on our side really yeah 
maybe I don't know I also was thinking it might be for Harry's benefit like he I do too yeah. will never believe him but maybe he, he, it's his final chance to give a look what's about to happen is about to be super sketch but right like there were so many signs but I just I think it has the adverse effect because I think it just makes it so much worse yeah I think we said this earlier too in another chapter but the more that Dumbledore is touting Snape the worse it is not like oh he's been trying to tell us (laughs) like yeah it's just like damn Dumbledore even you were fooled yeah yeah uh, and then it oh. makes me like almost feel like sorry for Dumbledore like oh maybe he wasn't so great because he he didn't even know this about Snape right. Malfoy got past him like it's a okay. real bad luck yeah it's not great but I don't think he cares no I don't think so either because obviously he's got a bigger end game going and on. he knows he's right so he's like Y'all think what you want to think. I'll see you at the end, buddy. Like, like checkmate. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so much Queen's Gambit. So much. Um, it's a real Queen Castle swap, you know? I don't know what that means. I don't know how to play chess. Um, I think it's with the Queen. Like, you can, like, switch, like, basically the position where the castle... And the queen go only queen, on this like special move side castle means yes yes that one i only know that one because of harry potter i'm pretty sure that's what that is i know i do know how to play chess but i don't know any of like the moves what's the queen's gambit i think it's a move i don't i don't like i don't know any of that like they enough. try to explain it in the show and i was still like i don't know enough about chess to even and try to interpret this but I was very enthralled by the chess game playing yeah and like I think based on the show I understand the Sicilian defense she like puts all the players the the pawns and stuff around her king basically. yes um but yeah I just know literally like how to play I don't know any of the moves or stuff it like made that. me want to learn to play chess like really well but it also made me no made me think that I'll never be good at chess so I shouldn't even try for sure that's my uncle if you don't know how to play chess basically he can win in three moves like he knows this like one yeah like a party game I guess (laughs) party trick I mean doesn't it having watched that make it's so weird that Ron is good at chess. Yeah, well, I said that. I you think. said that a while ago, and I, like, argued it only to the point that, like, I felt like Ron needed something. But well, yeah, I, I don't think you disagree, but I, I think yeah. I, we definitely discussed that it's a game that Hermione should be really good at and that Ron shouldn't, and it doesn't make sense that Hermione's like, I don't understand it, and Ron's, <laughs> like, really good at it. They, like, tried to make it, like, athletic, but it's, like, it's, it's not, chess. It's chess. That's wizard's chess. Well, we went to the number one chess university. Indeed. So, look at us. Kind of regret <laughs> really, not going really, to a chess match. Really uh, <laughs> representing our school <laughs> right now. 
Wolf Wolf Retriever Pride. Wolf Wolf. All right. Um, now I'm at the Queen stuff. Yeah, it's interesting this moment about using Hermione and the and the, twice. Yeah, I said, Draco, you've got some things to unpack there, buddy. I just said he's just like Harry and Ron. Couldn't do a goddamn thing without Hermione. (laughs) (laughs) There's a theme. This is like the first time where I was like, I suggest, this suggests uh, Dramione at play and not Drary at play. I, I could see a lot of people using this as a Hermione. Like thing. he like studies her. Like I could write it right now. He or even just her, he uses like the respect that he has for her like grasp of magic. Yeah. I personally think it makes them eligible to be great friends. <laughs> yeah, I would actually really enjoy that in mm-hmm. canon. Like like a mutual respect and him really making amends and then like he is really trying to overcompensate with the mb word he's like um i'm not gay (laughs) you're a homo (laughs) (laughs) like like aggressively homophobic to hide his own yeah homosexuality but like aggressively loving of Hermione by being overtly racist yeah yes I see what you mean I see I guess I don't know I think that made sense no it does I I lost your plot for a little bit but I said homo yeah then I then I I picked it back up you're yes you're saying that he's like overcompensating with like the mudblood thing because he is like he like likes her not like likes her but yeah admires her and it goes against everything he's right so he's like i I don't respect her i don't think she's smart i mean right i think he genuinely doesn't care that she's yeah an mb no i don't think he doesn't have prejudices that are his own right well listen up here americans don't follow in your parents or grandparents or great grandparents footsteps unless they were super liberal people that uh, <laughs> yes. fought for civil rights. Then you lead, let them lead by example, okay? Right. I just mean the prejudice. No, I knew what you meant. I was kidding. They are not your own. <laughs> this prejudice is not your own. This is not the world you know. Wow. That's uh, a riff on This Grill is Not a Home from Kim Possible. Sure. <laughs> it could have been like a, a song from the movie Pocahontas, I feel like. It had that oh, similar vibe. Oh, Colors of the Wind. This I is will not tell my home. the writers of Kim Possible that the song. Oh, wait. Yes, that the song This Grill is Not a Home. Is it Kim Possible? Okay, Kim Possible doesn't really have music. You and Nell came up with music for No, 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 no. Kim Possible, sometimes Ron Stoppable sang songs. Yes, I'm pretty sure it's from Kim Possible. 
Never seen in a whole episode, I don't think. Oh my gosh. I played yes. the video oh, game. Oh, it's from SpongeBob. This girl is not a home is from SpongeBob. I just put it in my Wait, sing it for Griff and see if Griff musical. knows what it's from. This girl is not a home, but it's not the home I know. <laughs> I'm something all the way, but you come back to stay. This <laughs> kitchen's it not the minute, same though. without he thought it was you. <laughs> well, no, I, in my defense, I put it in my Kim Possible musical. So I just uh, thought that it was right. I thought that I had written an episode of Kim Possible <laughs> is what happened. I mean, in you basically head. did. <laughs> a a, a sitch in time. What's the sitch? Um, just like Dumbledore, clever as ever, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. That's my also my next note. Because he says the, uh, well, I did have a drink and I did come back. So. I have a note about this. I have a note about this. I loved it. <laughs> uh, well, first I have a note about Dumbledore being like, please do not use that offensive oh. word in front of me. Oh, that was the other. Oh, shoot. That was supposed to be my outline of like good things that he did on his deathbed. Yeah. Was standing up for muggle-borns mm -hmm. to the very end to the bitter end yes um oh I thought now back to your note I think it's funny but I'm like I think the cheek of this joke is lost on Draco it's just like, for I, Harry it's just for Harry and so I was like I know I have an audience <laughs> hell yeah back there my immobilized boy in the back can I get a a silent <laughs> Molly and I were just for some visual. Molly and I silent screamed for Harry because it's on pod. On pod. You couldn't hear us. <laughs> but that's what we were doing. Can I get a chortle from the quiet boy in the back? Can I get a flutter of the invisibility cloak back there? Am I right? <laughs> I got a drink. Am I right? Wow, really knocked me out. The <laughs> doozy. He's a lush. <laughs> like honestly if i were under there and i heard Dumbledore make that joke i i would be like is this dude fucking kidding me <laughs> this is not the time um i meant to say this earlier so i'll just plug it in now but i'm kind of Obviously, she couldn't have done it because of what we're going to do in the seventh book. But like when he's like not doing well and they're still in Hogsmeade, I feel like he should have been like, take me to the Hogshead and get Aberforth versus like, I know he doesn't plan on getting Rosmerta, but like, I I don't know. I well, just he wanted he them to, to mend die. things. Right. He doesn't want to mend things with Aberforth because Aberforth won't let him die. That's you why think? he has to get Snape. Yeah, I think he's gonna. Yeah. Well, I know he wants to get Snape, but I just mean like while Harry's going to get Snape or whatever. Like, I don't know. Well, I think he's in battle mode as soon as he sees the 
Like there's yeah. no time for pleasantries. Pleasant. Goodbye. Right. I just am like, he's Aberforth is right there. Yeah. The whole it time. Is, it is sad that he is right there. And like if if Harry had taken him over there and then Harry would have met Aberforth. Oh. Ugh. Like, you wait with your brother while I go and get Snape. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do assume <laughs> they mended things to some degree. Yes. Dumbledore well, does Aber- go to the hog's head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's tenuous. Yeah, I don't think it's, like, mended. I think they are on, like, speaking terms. Yeah, not forgiven or forgotten. No. But fine. Yeah, fine. Um, he told me I had to kill you or he'd kill me. Are you satisfied you my with Dumbledore's family? response? Which one? About him being like, I didn't approach you or do anything this whole time because I knew he would kill you. Yes, I'm satisfied. I think he could have done more, but I'm satisfied. I guess for me, and this is like- It's shock- just that you'll never be satisfied. I will never be satisfied. And this is going to be shocking- for, for me to say but for me it's a matter of and I said this before I understood this whole time why Dumbledore wasn't taking this action but unfortunately he has valued Draco's life over the other people's lives and the other students lives that he was endangering so yeah. I get that he was doing it to save Draco but Draco's life and his bad decisions are not more important than the innocent students that almost died at his hand without him going unchecked. Now, I think the best course of action would have been to like kidnap Draco and get him in the safe house and be like, whether you like it or not, you are, um, you are not gonna be working for Voldemort anymore. Now you can make a choice to, be on the good side and help us but we will protect you but you you've you've lost your privileges to make your own decisions yeah you're right but Dumbledore just thinks he can hold the whole school in his hands and Draco yeah and he can't I've got all of Hogwarts in my hand. I got, I got oh. Hogwarts in my hand. <laughs> I'm glad we're keeping it light here. You just, you gotta with a chapter like this. So much singing, so many accents this chapter. We've really, uh, we've really not discriminated. We've gone across the board. Something for everybody. <laughs> um... And it's interesting, this little glimpse of Draco being like, but I did do it. I got you here. I got them here. Everyone thought I would fail and I did it. This like being proud of himself a little bit is like, it's so like icky, but it's also, I think he just 
he's used to being a failure. I think he gets told that a lot by potentially daddy. I don't think he does get told that he's a failure, but I did, I did have this note too. Like, what is he still holding on to? Is it pride? Is it his ambition? Is this supposed to be like symbolic of something? Like, I think it's just, I think it's, he, he, I think he didn't expect to be able to do it is what I really think. Right. You know, it's like the release when you've completed a project or when you've made it through something that you thought was going to like kill you, you know, you just, I think it's a little bit of that, like, no one thought I could do this thing and I did it, even if it's a fucked up thing that I did. Yeah. I mean, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I understand that feeling, but I'm like Draco, honey, you got to let that go. (laughs) It's time. It's time, darling. Like, I'm trying to think of another example. It's like, I lost like all of this weight. Like I hit this mark that I wanted to, but like at what cost? Like I'm not healthy. Oh yeah, you're not healthy. You're mis- Honestly, yes, exactly like that. But I'm, but I'm a hundred pounds. I'm 99 pounds. Like I did it, but I am miserable. No one wants to be around me. I'm not eating like, yeah. Yeah. All of these other things. It's like, was the goal? Was it worth it? Right. But it's like, I did it. Yeah. It, yeah, it's really sad. I mean, I think it's obviously totally human, but I didn't know if it was supposed to be like hitting on like, like a Slytherin trait or like a, like not I a think, house trait or. I think it is a little bit Slytherin to like work towards a goal and achieve your goal. Like it is a little bit ambition. So I think it is a very Slytherin outlook on it to be able to comp- compartmentalize it like that. But I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to associate take away the nuance of it. Right. Um, but I did, it was also very. It also is impressive. Like he did a, like he did a really, to quote Ollivander, like we did last chapter, like, like it's like good magic it's smart that he thinks to use the vanishing cabinet like that's a smart idea that you put all of that together draco we're proud of you but we're really not you know right but like the ambition is like you didn't do it like yes you got to the room but you don't know what to do once you get there like he like phys- he can't do it he can't kill right it. and he was never able to so that it's kind of like he's holding on to the journey almost. Even though we were just saying like he got to the goal, he got to the goal. He's he's not at the goal, obviously. But I don't, yeah, he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to do that. Well, that's what's interesting about it really is that for him, the goal was getting here. He right. couldn't even think about the killing part. He couldn't, because he knows he, he, had a, he had something he else he to can't. focus on. Yeah, right, yeah. he knows he couldn't do it. But this is what he wanted to be able to do because he could, he can manage that. He could manage getting into the room with Dumbledore. He could manage dying in pursuit of getting into the room with Dumbledore. What he can't manage is actually killing Dumbledore. It, this is actually so interesting to think about 
like Harry's journey that Dumbledore has been preparing Harry for like this whole time we think that Dumbledore is preparing Harry for the journey but Dumbledore's really been preparing Harry for the end like what do you do when you succeed and Harry is ready like he walks wow that's a really good parallel yeah I mean I just thought thought chills the way I did at home but like wow like Voldemort or anyone in Draco's people like did not prepare him for that he was just prepared for like the journey kind of like wow yeah I'm just gonna clap (laughs) (laughs) I, I have nothing else to add I think that's just like really well put and I agree but that yeah that's really an interesting way of looking at that I wonder if I know I'm just gonna leave it about you you thought of it I thought I was like gonna give props to she who must not be named but I think we can we can only give props whatever it's all subtext um it's a deep chapter um uh, I'm at the death eaters I'm not quite there yet okay no Draco it is my mercy not yours that matters now incredible I just love this Dumbledore where he's like, let's stop operating under the delusion that you're going to kill me, Draco. Right. We have more important things to discuss. It's the same conversation he has with Tom Riddle yeah. in the office. Like, we're, mm-hmm. let's not do this charade. Yes, any longer. Yeah. Now I have a cue for you. I know my answer, Obs. But do you think Draco would have taken the deal if the Death Eaters hadn't interrupted? Um, I don't think so. I think that he would if he had a day to think about it. But I think in that moment, he would have said no. And then that would have been the only chance, basically. Yeah, but then what would he have done? Like if I'm talking about in a world where then the Death Eaters never get up to the tower, what would have happened? I don't know. I mean, I guess like retreat. I think he would probably retreat to like Snape. Or something he would run away you think he would run or like his mom like he would he would fall back to like relying on these adults in his life um like he would revert I think yeah I think you know sometimes writers get stuck because they've written a character into a hole and like you need like an intervention of other people Mm -hmm. Or, and that happens in life too. Like sometimes you as a person, I think he's frozen there. Yeah, I I, do too. Yeah, I don't think he can make that choice. I think he wants to. I I think he definitely wants to. Yeah. But I don't think he knows how to make that choice. Or, and I think there's a lot of pride that prevents him from being able to make that choice at this current moment, like you say. So I think he's just frozen there. Like he needs the Death Eaters to come. He is literally nothing. Like he can't do anything. I think that if the Death Eaters hadn't come, then he would have, then Dumbledore would have said what you did, like basically force it. But I think that Dumbledore's whole thing is he wants him to come willingly, like Snape came willingly. Like he knows that's like the best servant, civil servant he has is somebody that's like wants to be there. Um, And like be able to say like, you made this choice. Like I gave you a choice. Mm-hmm. and you made your own decision like I think that's really important to Dumbledore mm-hmm. in terms of loyalty 
but I think that Dumbledore would have intervened if he just stayed frozen, but I think that he would have ultimately declined. Yeah. If he had if he had to make a choice in that moment, I think he would have declined. Yeah. Which is sad because you know he doesn't want to. Or he you know he wants to go with Dumbledore because Dumbledore, I think he does trust Dumbledore ultimately. But he's like Dumbledore's not gonna lie to him about that. Yeah. Oh. It's a sad situation. But the Death Eaters do come in. And what a disgusting <laughs> time it is. Um, I do wonder if Dumbledore sent um, the order to go get Narcissa. Like, Narcissa would have fucked some shit up. She was not, like, going to be ready for that. Like, like I don't know how that would have gone, basically. Because I think all they would have to do is say that we, we have Draco. Draco. And Draco chose to come well and I don't think she come. would believe them but I think yeah if, but I think she would come quietly if uh to say if, like don't hurt him I'll come and then yeah mm-hmm. like she's a little more calculated than a rash like I think she would have Draco in arm and then plan like yeah like she would never she would support she would never help out the good no. side more no. than obviously what she does at the end but like if this was the scenario where Draco ch- chooses she would not keep fighting with Voldemort because she never really was, but like she wouldn't be fighting with the Order. No, but I do think Draco would get there. I do, I do too. think he would get to fighting with the Order. I do too, yeah. Uh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> I just want that life for him. I want him to have that moment where he chooses to be good at the right time. And he doesn't. I just want that for him. Because somewhere in this twisted world, I just loved him so much. And I just wish he had that moment. But now he does. He knows that he doesn't have it. And he'll be tortured by the fact that he did the wrong thing for the rest of his life. Yeah, I think it's just too easy for Draco. Like, too easy of an out for him as a character. Yeah, it's not satisfying if he like gets this like tied with a bow happy ending. Oh, I don't think it would be a happy ending for him. I think that would be a really hard transition for him. I think it just makes the story more about him. Like it suddenly becomes way more interesting to watch Draco go on this. You know what I'm saying? Like as as the not as like the novel like Draco becomes more of a protagonist than Harry if Her- Draco does make this well that's change. what I even this mean about like to go on that's what I even mean like in the book like it's too easy because like they would just tie it with a bow like they wouldn't talk about like his trans like they would just be like yeah. he chose he's safe like tie no, with if a they bow didn't ha- they didn't have time really or the means to flush it out so I'm glad it doesn't do that way but for Draco's journey um, I wish that he got this moment and then you got to watch that change just because it's like, it's, it's just ripe with character development. It's it such a good been in- Yeah. I mean, it would have been interesting if it was a different story, but like for the story we're in, like, I don't, I don't want that, I guess. Like, I don't need that from Draco. Yeah. Like, I wasn't like craving that, I guess. I or, definitely like, wasn't, story. I wasn't craving it when I read it the first time. Right. For sure. This is an onset. This is a this, symptom of the yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a symptom of like also loving Draco. Like I That's a, yeah. Yeah, but I did like Draco by the seventh one. I will say it started 
it started with my infatuation with Draco started with um, him not recognizing Harry. That's when, yeah, it, like, I mean, that's when it really sunk in for me. I was like, oh no. And then like Narcissa actually helped my love for Draco too, because I remember at the very beginning after I'd read the seventh book for the first time, I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with the Malfoy family arc as a whole. Right. I mean, I like how things end with Draco, like exactly, I guess, as they fall. Like mm-hmm. I like the part at the end with the fire. Like I like that's twice we've saved your neck tonight. Like I just, and then like the very end closing, like they see each other in the platform and there's it's oh, neutral. Like yeah. I, I think that's the most, I mean, appropriate, I guess. No, I, I don't think, think he deserves anything more than that. I think that's fair. Like, I definitely agree that I like it the way it is in the book. I yeah. just... It's still I, fun to I, think I, about. Yeah. yeah, and I get it, right? Like, there are a million fics written about Draco having made this choice and then re rewriting the history. I don't read those very often because... <laughs> I don't know why. I like the idea of it so much. I think it's because they're too close to their the book that it's like almost it like hits too close to canon you know I don't like it's like uncanny valley I don't like it when it does that. <laughs> don't you read ones where it's like canon all the way and then they change as adults so isn't that more closer to canon no I don't I <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? It's like the seven, everything's happened the way it happened and then you meet them as adults. It's different. It's much more different because every, if you make it, if you're writing a fic about Draco changing his mind here, then you have to connect with the real events of the book. I got so you. you like I'm, I'm rereading whole- a seventh. Yeah, I don't like rereading like the seventh book from different perspectives. That kind of, it like, it's a little, it freaks me out a little bit. I got you. That makes sense. I got what you're yeah. saying. Um, yeah, I'm at the, the Death Eaters. Um, bum, bum, bum. Oh, of- my exception is that I will read fics like that that are written before the seventh book comes out. So like if it was written in like 2005 or something, then I'm like, this doesn't look anything like the right. seventh book and I'm fine. Um, the Fenrir stuff gives me the heebie-jeebies to this day. My note says I am going to throw up <laughs> about him. You know how I like kids. All, all I'm just like, ooh, like... Mm, no I actually my note in general on this whole death eater thing and maybe this is controversial I don't think you need it I don't I know what you were just saying like we need it to like change the scene about like Draco Mm -hmm. but in like I think it just ends up being like really demeaning towards Dumbledore like I don't think it helps the plot other than it gives Draco a thing but I think it could have been solved with just Snape coming in and finishing the job like I don't know I just think that it I don't need it like I don't think it adds anything having no I think you're right it should have just been Snape yeah but I think you need more of them there to prove Snape so to give Snape clout 
Also, if it was just Dumbledore, Snape, and Draco, then they definitely would have convinced Draco to change sides. Yeah. But like, I don't, and it's also like this specific cast of Death Eaters, like we don't know most of them. They're very like, like they're like characters. Like they're very caricature-y. I don't yeah. know. I just don't like it. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't bother me because I'm really loving the one-liners we get from Dumbledore. They're fun. Yeah. Like, I just love the constant reads, but I do think they're also, these are the ones that come up again next book and right. we don't get to see them. So I think it's like, she's laying the scene for the Caros and for, um, and for Finier. I just hate- Finier has to be there so we can understand what happened to Bill. It's just like- right. Yeah, I, I, I think I just hate the Caros and like, yes, I get like their whole thing, but they're like literally just like not real people. They're the worst. They really are the worst. But they honestly, and this can be off pod because I've already talked about Trump once and we don't have to, but they're like, they are real people. Like I was listening to them talk and I was like, this is like what it looks like right. when I they're the so Trump dumb. supporters on the, the news right now. You're you're totally right about that. I mean, spot spot on. But I just I hate it even more because of that. I know it like it made me uncomfortable. Oh, ah. uh, yes, and Finier is just I mean, Finier is disgusting. But I love Draco. <laughs> I have another note when Dr- when Dumbledore is like, I'm surprised that you, you would allow uh Draco was like I did not invite him he was not on my party list <laughs> but you invited I, these other dummies like who are these who, what is the company you're keeping well I mean Bellatrix is there too like it's not just them like I think they are high up on the, Bellatrix isn't there not at not in the tower but she's at the school isn't she I don't think so all oh. the Death Eaters are in the tower. Oh, I'm just thinking of the movie then. Um, is she even in the movie? Yes, she is. She because she like dances uh, and walks on the 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 long table and oh right right the right windows. Yes. Um. No, I'm pretty sure. But you're right. You're right. Because she's definitely in the tower in the movie too. And I just assumed there were other Death Eaters besides these Death Eaters in the castle still. Yeah, this is a weird collection. You're right. I just was always operating. And even before I watched the movie, when I read this the first time, I remember thinking there were still Death Eaters down around the castle fighting. Yeah. Because that's always been the image in my head. I thought that Dumbledore says a line about like Bellatrix playing with her food or something like that. Is that in a different book? Where he's like, oh, I wouldn't want to die at the hand of Bellatrix. She plays with her food or something. This line is very familiar to me and I don't know where. I'm going to try and look it up. Yeah. Oh, it's, um, this is why I'm thinking about it. Snape says, or Dumbledore says it to Snape in the flashback. Like, I want you to do it because I don't want somebody like Bellatrix or... Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. It's in the seven. Yeah. I but was like, like, we have... We definitely haven't read that yet. Yeah, but I know that line. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because I thought it was, I thought it was going to be in this part. I was anticipating him saying that, I guess, to her mm-hmm. or to Draco or something. But then I was like, but she's not here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. But I'm all straight now. The sad, raspy Severus. <laughs> Severus, please. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. It's, it just sounds so bad. It sounds like he's begging him to, to save him. Yeah. And it's so much Let's more play powerful. It. Let's play it in the audio. We've got a problem, Snape, said the lumpy amicus, whose eyes and wand were fixed alike upon Dumbledore. The boy doesn't seem able. But somebody else had spoken Snape's name quite softly. Severus. The sound frightened Harry beyond anything he had experienced all evening. For the first time, Dumbledore was pleading. Snape said nothing, but walked forward and pushed Malfoy roughly out of the way. The three Death Eaters fell back without a word. Even the werewolf seemed cowed. Snape gazed for a moment at Dumbledore, and there was revulsion and hatred etched in the harsh lines of his face. Severus, please. Snape raised his wand and pointed it directly at Dumbledore. Avada Kedavra! A jet of green light shot from the end of Snape's wand and hit Dumbledore squarely in the chest. Harry's scream of horror never left him. Silent and unmoving, he was forced to watch as Dumbledore was blasted into the air. For a split second, he seemed to hang suspended beneath the shining skull and then he fell slowly backward, like a great rag doll, over the battlements and out of sight. I mean, it's just so much power, more powerful knowing what it's, what it's actually happening and, like, how much that takes of Snape to do well, that. When I thought about it this time, when it describes Snape having, like, a disgusted, like, angry look on its face, it's like he doesn't have to be acting like he is pissed that Dumbledore is making. He hasn't forgiven right Dumbledore. No, like he, I think he would rather die not following the unforgivable or not the, the um, unbreakable vow right mm-hmm. now. Like, I don't think Snape is afraid of dying Mm-mm. because, and I think that's why he's been able to be such a successful double agent. Cause he's like, if you want to no kill me, kill me. Yeah. Self-preservation. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah. That, I mean, we've talked a lot about Snape. Like, that just makes him so much more interesting. And I do, I mean, I do think that this is an incredible thing that he does for Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, I mean, imagine, and then we get back to Harry's point of view. And it's even more devastating. Like, I can't even imagine it. I can't fathom the pain of being paralyzed and being stuck there and you're so stuck like your scream can't even be heard like you know how like sometimes you just like you need to scream or cry or something and you just when you let it out it like releases everything even a little bit I just I I just imagine it being so stuck there like it's like its own kind of torture is being like frozen in your own pain and not being able to express it it just made me so sad it made me think of like 
sleep paralysis or something. Uh, well, I was going to say, it reminds me of trying to scream in a dream or yell for help in a dream and you yeah. can't. Um, but I, I mean, and it's just coming off of this, like after Harry just spent the last hour trying to save Dumbledore, like getting him back and getting him to the castle, like it's getting just, the Horcrux. It's so much pain. It's so much pain. And I, I don't know how. And Harry fuck Snape! Like, how could you do this? Like, ah! Like, I'm, I'm with Harry full heartedly. Oh, me too. I would run up to use that Sectumcentris spell on Snape. There's, I like don't. I'm not mad at Harry for doing it. Right. I think it feel, it feels. I don't know. I don't want to say it feels right. You should never like, I guess, harm someone no matter what. It they feels do. cathartic, but it does. I like see what why he does it why he reacts that way it's horrible. I just yeah there was no part of me that could I was so blinded by this that I couldn't think of another possibility like there's no there's no reason on earth that you would kill Dumbledore it's and probably, still be good it's probably denial honestly I'm not saying that at you I don't I know but I'm saying I'm trying to figure it out too I think it's probably den- denial like I'm probably like I was probably like, there's gotta be, like, there's gotta be. Well, I also think that you were like thinking critically about the book and I just like wasn't capable of it at <laughs> all. Like, I, I I, don't mean that in a derogatory way. I just think when I was reading these books, like as a kid, I never thought critically mm. about them unless yeah. I was specifically asked a question. Like if I was just reading it on my own, Mm-hmm. I wasn't questioning anything that was being given to me yeah. except for the Ollivander thing in the first book. And after that, <laughs> you were like, like I, no, no more, more theories, no more theories for Maul. Fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> Fool me twice, not going to happen except for it. Except did. it did multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> Moody. <laughs> Snape, J.K. Rowling, you got me again. J.K. Rowling, only <laughs> <laughs> oh Wow, it's so sad. You have to laugh, or you'll cry. Uh, how many points did you give this chapter? One ninety, baby. I did one forty-four. Low, you low balled it, but I knew you would. It was higher than last chapter, I think. Who was your champ? Was it Finrear? He was my rat. Same. I gotta give it up for Big D. Me too, Obs. I just, it was so obvious. I felt like we needed to <laughs> slow clap. Remember when that was a thing? They can't hear you. <laughs> you were like clapping quietly. I, oh, there you go. Um, oh, I'm so sad we're not going to get any more Dumbledore. Me too. Except wow, for, like, that, wow, I just realized, but we get so much Dumbledore in there. I know, but, like, we get shite Dumbledore in the next book until the very, the very end. end, we get good Dumbledore back. <sighs> I'm going to be put to the test because I've been really hyping up Dumbledore the last, like, half of this book. I mean, I think yeah. you earned it this in this 
There's stop things him. he can't come back from, though, ultimately. Yeah. And yet he does. <laughs> I forgive him for the, I've said this before. I forgive him for the Grindelwald stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I forgive him for all of it. I mean, yes, eventually I forget. Child abuse all and all. The, the child abuse is what lingers for me. Yeah. I mean, that was also something I didn't realize till much later. Like, same. Oh, same. this is super fucked up to do to a child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a, a question? Uh, no. Oh. I have one, but we've already talked about it. Oh, okay. Who was the first Death Eater to talk to Draco? I guess Electo. Yeah. I don't know who the other person was. Electo and Amicus were there. Yeah, but there was another guy there. Yeah. Oh, it was... Was it Dalahoff? No, it was a new person whose name I hadn't heard before. Like, like I've heard before because I've read it, but I I didn't recognize it like the way I do the other Death Eater names I don't know does he say the other maybe not maybe that's why I it felt so I, yeah, I don't know. They definitely say four people. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, did you have a tattoo idea? No. I just said maybe Dumbledore's wand. Okay. Yeah. Because um, it's also like when it gets trans wand powers transferred over. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty important, I would say. Another one for the books. We're almost done with this book, Molly. I know. Do you know what the next chapter is? What's it called? 28, Flight of the Prince. The real knife ah, in blood. the chest reveal. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Harry I just can't just take can't anymore. Take it. You dare use my own spell against me. I am the Half-Blood Prince. Harry and I cannot take any more blows. So good. It's such good writing. Like, uh. Just when you've heard it all. Good evening, Draco. She's so good at those reveals. Like, she really knows how to just, uh, wow, I'm going to stop gushing. I would love to, I'm sure this exists, somebody just compiling only the dialogue from the books. 
like a reading, a staged reading yeah. of only the dialogue. You don't have any other stuff. And I wonder how much it would make sense. It'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, I think it would be good. Honestly, that's what I wanted first child to be. <laughs> well, I mean, I wanted, I wanted more info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I just think compiling just the dialogue that we have from all the books. Mm-hmm. I think it would. I think you could try. I think everything. I think it would be pretty conducive to like understanding the plot. Yeah, probably you understand more than you would if by just watching the movies. I, I yeah, I wonder if you would have to have prior knowledge to know what's happening, but um, I don't know. I'd like to see that. Um, but I'm sure people have like put it together in some fashion. Yeah. Um, but I've been really tempted to watch people's first time watching Harry Potter. I'm just enjoying Esther's stories. Yeah. Is she back? She's back at it again. Um, well, she has been reading the fifth one, but I haven't seen one in the last couple of days. Um, I just, I almost responded, but I didn't want to say too much. I was like, you're not ready for this book. You're not prepared. (laughs) But I didn't even want to say that. Um, just letting her do her thing, but she wasn't doing well. Chapter two. I was like, Oh, 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 Esther. Oh, Oh, Est. Est Neil. Um, former guest of the show, Esther, find her on Instagram. She's doing a great job. She is. She is really enjoying reading these bookie dookies. All right, guys, stick with us. We're we're chugging along. We're, we're nearly there. It's a it's a good book, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Get that final drink in. Stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Isn't it? <laughs> Mischief managed. Bum 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 bum.